On today's Marketing O'Clock Off the Clock show, we talked to Joe Martinez from Clicks Marketing about his digital marketing journey that landed him as the director of client strategy at Clicks Marketing. Joe also talked about his former life as a DJ, the best and worst parts of working at an agency, how he made his way to dominate the digital marketing speaking circuit. Oh, and the one job where he was out there buying Dockers for a major corporation. All of that on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Today, I'm excited to have with us a thought leader in the paid space, a dynamic speaker, and a PPC innovator, dare I say, Joe Martinez, aka Milwaukee PPC on Twitter, the director of client strategy at Clicks Marketing. Welcome, Joe. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, first off, what does your Twitter handle mean? Well, I, I live in Milwaukee, <laughs> technically the Milwaukee area now, but <laughs> when I created it, I was a uh, in Milwaukee, and I did PBC. So just looking at, uh, even just when I had my own personal website, which has not ever been updated since <laughs> I started it, like what six some years ago, um, I noticed that there really wasn't anyone in my local area going after just a Milwaukee PPC. Everyone was pretty much Milwaukee SEO and all that stuff. So I was like, well, I'm in pain. I'm going to try it. Um, so everything I did from optimizing my personal website to running my own Google ads and Bing ads and all my social profile usernames were Milwaukee PPC where there was for a while before all the other agencies caught on in town. I was like the entire first page of search results. So it got me a lot of freelance clients and everything long time ago. That's a great, that, that is fantastic. And and one thing that we're going to find out is now you're not even necessarily tied to Milwaukee, but that is soon to come here. No, but Uh. I'm born (laughs) born and raised all my life. Um, don't see myself leaving soon. So I love my city. So that I, I still represent it. All right. And what is one job that you've had that people may not know about? I was a professional radio DJ for a while, about I say a solid year or so. And th- this isn't like, yeah, I started it when I was in college or started the job, but I was at a legitimate full blown active rock radio station in town doing seven to midnight shifts on the weekends, both Saturday and Sunday. And then if anyone in the weekday couldn't make it and everyone else shifted up, and then I would slide over to the, the weekday seven to midnight slot. So um, it was fun. and got to announce bands on stage, and hang out with some bands and rock stars. And that was probably one of the most fun years of my life. All right. And what was your DJ name? Oh man, <laughs> I do. This might be the first time I've ever told anyone in the industry this because one, no one's ever asked me, but I purposely never brought it up. It was two letters, essay. So it's, it's All a right. play, it was a play. It was a play on three things. One, it's it's definitely a Hispanic thing, so that was definitely a part of the mix. Two, my last name is Martinez, and there is the one of the singers of the band Three Eleven, which used to be one of my favorites. Um, the singer's name is S.A. Martinez. Okay. And then we, we made it S period, A period for I'm sarcastic and I have a different sense of humor. So the S.A. was smart ass as well. So it was a combination <laughs> of three things. 
All right. I love it. All right. And so you st had kind of, was that roughly one of the first jobs you've had out of college? Was that that yeah. year? Yeah, that was in, in the college, out of college. So I was even technically before I was 21, too. So hanging out okay. in bars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a great voice. That's that, I, I'm very jealous, as, as all the listeners can, can tell. Yours trumps mine. Yeah, I, I was a broadcasting major in college. So that is my degree, is broadcasting. So I, I went the radio route. Um, I never really wanted to be on TV and I've always been a huge fan of music. So it's a lot easier for me to just talk. And I honestly would prefer doing podcasts and everything over speaking and all that fun stuff. Um, even though I enjoy it, it's, this is just my natural introverted self prefers this route. Awesome. I, I, I hear you on that. So how did, what was your first foray into digital marketing from the radio world? Yeah. Uh, well the radio thing was, it felt like my life being destroyed at the time, but it was, you know, looking back, it's definitely a blessing because I would have stayed in radio, you know, for the longest time and, you know, traveled from city to city. But while I was still in college, the radio station I was at flip formats, you saw all the DJs get fired except for me because I was part of the promotion staff, too. Um, but I wasn't allowed to do on air stuff anymore. So it was like crushing at the time. And I was like, I don't want to go through this and getting fired over and over again for the rest of my life type thing. So I just went and got pretty much any job I could, which Cole's uh, department stores, their headquarters are just outside of Milwaukee. So I worked there for still the longest job after college I've had was at Cole's, surprisingly, even though I was kind of miserable there. Um, it was about almost five years I was there in the buying offices. So I was in like men's casual pants. So literally like staring at Dockers like for years. <laughs> um, I never worked in, in the stores. It was just pretty much the, the corporate office and you see the stuff from like the movie office space and that's pretty much how it was gray walls everywhere i had to dress up i mean i don't know if okay people are ever going to see this you look at i'm wearing a metal band t-shirt right now so that's my lifestyle so imagine me with like dress pants and like button-up shirt every single day for five years um but then it, it just slowly got numb and hated my life at that time um but then i had a friend in town i went to high school with and she worked at another agency and randomly when we just met up for fun she was like oh i just got this certification thing from google and i was like oh what's that so then the more i read about it i was like wow this is this is this could be fun i didn't know people could do a job and like work with google and all this stuff um so then i like six years after college i had a total career change i quit Coles and then got in at a very entry-level position as like a customer service rep at a digital agency. Okay, cool. And is that where you first got introduced to PPC? Is that that agency? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't my job role at the parts so I was. The agency was full service, so they did SEO, paid, and and web dev. So it was me pretty much helping people with their website projects, part project manager. I, that's what I learned, like what SEO and PPC was at the time. But then after a while, I got uh, there was just someone who needed help with the paid part. So I got to be a little bit of SEO and be a little PPC, but I fell in love with paid immediately. And I knew that this is the route I wanted to go. Okay. And at that time, why paid over SEO if you are at this full service agency and are dabbling one way or the other? What, what drew you into PPC? It, it, that was, this is where like the broadcasting thing was a blessing in disguise. Cause I took script writing classes. Um, I took, you know, commercial writing and had a lot of practice with that. So I, the 
writing ads part and coming up with the marketing part of either if it was you know image ads or banner ads and now I'm full blown addicted to YouTube advertising. Um, to me, that that's just more fun. You could just be more creative and I using some of the background I actually had and what actually made me like school. <laughs> I could actually utilize that uh, in my work and in my everyday life, and I think it's a lot more easier. A lot more easier. That's not English. Um, (laughs) It's a a lot easier to do and to me to utilize those skills from the paid aspect. All right. So that is your specialty now or or just a focus that you that you like is is the YouTube side of things. Mm -hmm. What draws you to to YouTube specifically? I've said this many times in many of my presentations and I'm not going to stop saying it. If I never have to see a damn keyword again... (laughs) I'd be so happy. I would love to never work in the search network again. Um, it's not going to happen, <laughs> but, okay. but, but I'd prefer it um, just, just because everyone's so focused on keywords and putting keywords in every single part of our ad copy. I'm not saying everyone. That was a generic statement, you know, but you just see it over and over again. And I, I think just think it's junk marketing. Like I do it sometimes. I get it. It could work. Um, but you can be more creative on YouTube. I don't have to worry about a keyword. I can just worry about engaging the user and having them fall in love with my brand. You know, with a display ad, I could be humorous. I could test out different emotions and see which one resonates and just capture that user's attention and help the company as a whole instead of just how is PPC helping PPC. My my YouTube ad is going to just change people's opinion on what my client's brand's are and, and you know what their purpose is and how they can help them. So I I love that initial, the initial engagement with the user and setting that expectation. Okay, and so obviously when you got out of radio, got out of the the coal side, you know, picking out those haggers for the the, the shelves, yes. um, you got in and, and basically started dabbling around in, in PPC and, and kind of got to where you are today at clicks is the, the director of client strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, what would say was a, a, a value that you had or something that, that helped to get you to where you are today from that spot? Um, as you said, is entry level, you know, at a digital agency. Yeah. Uh, two parts. One is just when, when totally changing career fields, you, my job role itself changed you know, very frequently, even within Kohl's, I had certain job roles that changed. Even when you move from, you know, I could be, my job title would be the same, but if I'm moving from, when this actually happened, moving from the men's department up to sports and e-commerce, and that, that was my last year doing everything. My job role was the same. My technical duties were the same, but two different departments within the same company operated differently. So learning to adapt quickly, um, that was very important. Now, you know, looking back is that this industry changes so much. And I was, I never had roles or, you know, due to partially me jumping around too. So it's, it's my fault as well, but it helped me is not doing the same thing over and over again and getting stuck in that rut. Um, and just being the openness to learning new things and learning how different people in different offices do things. And that's kind of what, even what we do at clicks and how I've jumped from every agency. I've learned something from every agency I've worked for and every coworker I've been involved with everyone does everything differently and you can take those little pieces and all those past experiences and come up with your new way of doing things. Absolutely. And and it's telling that during the format change, you were kept on, you know, due to the fact that you had these different skill sets and, and different, different, you know, 
ways that you could be valuable to the company. And so, so anyway, that brings us to clicks. Yeah. Um, and, and so what is the best part of your current job as director of client strategy for clicks? I'll give a fun answer and then the work answer. The fun answer, this is my first time working from home full time. So I was always leery about remote life just because I didn't know how I would do. Um, just because I have so much fun stuff at my house that is you'd think it would be more fun than work. But no, it, it's been great. I feel more comfortable in my environment um, at home. And I can actually just, I think, just crank out a lot of stuff. And it's just one, it gives me more time to, to be with my, my kids. And um, to me, that mentally, that just makes, puts me in a better place. And I can think, I can crank out better work when I'm in a better place mentally. Um, but from the actual job role part, I love doing uh, just overall account strategy analysis when we have a lead coming in or everything, reviewing accounts and showing people the potential of what we can do and where we can take your brand and your company. To me, that's, that is the most rewarding part about this job is just helping other businesses succeed. It seems cliche to say, but it's really true. Awesome. All right. So you are now looking at your, and hearing everything you've said, you're officially a veteran of the digital marketing space, obviously. So what's one of the biggest changes you've seen since you first had started? And let's just keep it to paid, I guess. Um, from when you first started to today, that is the biggest change you've seen in your time in the field. Uh, I th I th the biggest change, in my opinion, I think it's one of the most underutilized changes still, is just the options of channels that we have. Google is still the biggest player. You know, uh, Facebook is still insanely valuable. But we have more than just the two or three channels that pretty much everyone defaults to right away. I'm I'm not necessarily going to say like you you need to be on these four channels right away every single time. I was like why don't we maximize some of these other channels? Like YouTube it's part of Google, I know, but I think it's still highly underutilized. People think they don't have a budget. I was like everyone has a camera on their phone. You can make your video. There's all these free tools. I bought Camtasia right now for stuff I'm doing. It, it's 250 bucks lifetime. You pay 250 bucks and this program is yours forever. You got that. You got a cell phone camera. You can crank out a ton of different videos just to try them out. So a lot of stuff is affordable. There's Quora, Apple Search Ads. There's Reddit. There's Waze Local. There's all these other channels that people are afraid to touch or they're, they're just flat out too lazy to do it. And I'd rather try all these other channels, be really familiar with them, so then I can recommend certain options to certain clients that could have a cheaper CPA or just find a new audience or to stay in touch of an audience if you really believe in that multi-channel strategy. Absolutely. And I know that I first, you got my attention, I guess, first, I think it was at an SMX show where I saw you come up on stage and just dominate, just absolutely crush it. <laughs> um, and I mean, since then, I've seen you everywhere. Basically, I, I know that you've spoken at SMX Advanced, West, East, Hero Conference, Confluence Conference, Digital uh, Olympus. I mean, in many more, I'm sure. I'm sure I missed the, the majority of them. Um, how did you get into that speaking circuit? How did you kind of break through there um, into the, the, again, vibrant speaker that we know today? Yeah, it, it came from writing because I tried to speak for years. I This is the one of those things of, you know, the, the years of, of rejection before something pays off. Um, and then why wow, you shouldn't give up. What other motivational speech I can give? Um, 
it really happened with writing because I couldn't get in anywhere. Nobody knew who the hell I was. And I'll admit, I think still to this day, I'm not the best pitch pitcher for, for conferences. Uh, that is something I, I know I, I need help with. Um, but so to at least get some sort of name out there, I started writing. So I reached out to Matt Umbro uh, at Hannapin so I could see if I can write for uh, PPC Hero. And that was my first step into writing. And that kind of led into other writing gigs and it kind of snowballed into uh, my buddy Kirk Williams also in the industry he made a comment on Twitter one time of like man Joe's really cranking out a lot of content lately so he was noticing it that tweet caught uh, the program director for Confluence Conference in Oklahoma City at the time and he goes oh he should pitch here so I did I got into that conference like three years ago or so and luckily that my first national speaking gig was that one and they record every single speak speaker presentation um i've been to that conference three times in a row and now i have three high quality videos of three different presentations so having that first one recorded i, I still i can't go back and watch it though because i have a few <laughs> times like oh no no i'm not watching that first one um because I, I was definitely stiff i dressed up too i wasn't oh. fully myself i know it's weird now people are gonna look for it um but i mean just having that as proof because a lot of pitch forums ask for video of you mm -hmm. speaking um, and just that has just gotten me into other conferences and more and more. And I, I never stopped writing. Um, I, that kind of goes back to the broadcasting and script writing, all that type of stuff too. I, I love writing and I, I honestly do it for fun. You know, I, I write blogs. I wrote blogs this year on Father's Day, on 4th of July, on other holidays too. It's, it was a weekend morning. I was like, well, why are you doing this? I'm like, cause I want to give my cup of coffee and <laughs> Let me listen to my music and crank out a blog or something. I'm, I'm a happy boy. Yeah, and that's how you stay on top, right? That, that was actually going to be my next question is, you know, y you've you've obviously been been crushing the speaking circuit and you're still uh, putting out all these these tips and lists for, for YouTube, let's say. I mean, I saw that, yeah. what was that, last month um, and it's still going strong. So do you still see that impact of your, you know, your written posts as well today? Yeah, yeah, there, there's certain posts on, you know, uh, I write for clicks as much as I, I can. Uh, so there was a a post on there that I did. I've oh, I had this idea for years. It was just it just took time, and I knew it was going to take time. That's why I put it off for a while of just collecting a list of children's YouTube channels that people can exclude. Because a lot of times you run a YouTube campaign, you think it doesn't work, and then you look to see where your videos are actually shown. It was all children's channels. Um, so I, I created up with a list, and it was now up to like eleven 1 hundred channels that I've manually pulled a few other people have helped uh add, add a few ones on there too but for the most part it was me adding those lists and that just it just takes time stuff like that has been evergreen and we're still getting pings for it someone will mention it and then that will get retweeted a little bit um so that one's been good but then I have a monthly uh column with WordStream, um and then I have I write for every other month for search engine land or marketing land either or um so, I mean, there's those constant rotations. I've just seen great visibility from those sites. And now that I've kind of have that, like, locked in, you know, commitments to those ones, it's it's definitely keeping me busy with all the, the pitch decks, too. It's almost like I'll try to write more for other sites, which I have in the past. But now it's to the point of, like, I'm getting tired and then time. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. We are one of those people, though, that's pinging the clicksmarketing.com site and downloading. We, we use that for all of our clients. So. Thanks. And if you want to see any more information, obviously you can check it out on clicksmarketing.com. But one other thing I wanted to ask is 
on the speaking circuit, is there anybody else that you think is, is kind of must-see that, let's say, is maybe outside of your kind of circle of friends, but somebody you see that's up on stage and it's like, I, I'm not going to miss that? Um, there's, oh, you said I can't name my friends. <laughs> Everybody just has their friends on these questions, so let's see if somebody maybe outside or somebody that you, you, you maybe aren't the, the closest acquaintance with. Yeah, I, I would definitely look at, um, and just to clarify to all my friends, you know I would have named you. So if you're not named, <laughs> if I don't name you, you're my friend. There we go. <laughs> oh, man, I saved my ass right there. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, I've always been intrigued with anyone from Bounteous. So they're formerly Lunametrics. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, I know people from there, too. But any anyone who is at a conference from the Bounteous crowd, I try to watch well, I think every single person I've seen from that company, no matter who it is, has been insanely smart. They make me feel dumb. Um, but I learned so much coming from those presentations, whether they're talking about, for the most part, what I've seen them talk about is Google Analytics or Google Tag Manager, which might not mm-hmm. be directly PVC related, but it definitely impacts what I do. And it can make certain things that I like to do. Uh, I, I can do some cool things with a lot of the tips and the tracking and everything that they recommend. So I've always been intrigued by what those guys do um, and, and just jealous of how smart they are. Yeah. They, and they rank for every single thing that you could ever yeah. look for, for analytics. It's, it's, you know, everything to, to your point before, you know, that, that, that writing can fuel it. So I agree on that. And I will also say Joe is one of those people that you see him on stage and you immediately know, that he knows his stuff, you know, you know, that there are some speakers that, that are, are great at speaking. And then there's those people that could bridge the gap of knowing and speaking. So, yeah, I, um, I, I'd say I'm not, I'll admit, I'm not the most polished speaker. I'm still trying to find out what works the best for me. Cause I, this is not a brag thing either. Cause I, I don't practice a lot for my presentations. I, I know what slides are coming up because I just need to feel natural. It goes back to that first confluence one where I, almost memorize it like a script i knew what i was going to say word for word on every single slide and there's a few parts in that video you can watch uh where i stumbled a little bit because i kind of forgot what i was going to say and since it was so scripted it it messed me up and then there's certain points too where i know if i don't practice at all there's been a few times too where it's like oh that's not clean either so i my delivery isn't the cleanest i still stumble i still say uh uh and all that all that stuff too i just i just have to do what makes me the most comfortable and i if you see how long it takes me to put a deck together, I, I overthink everything, or I, I pretty much have the damn thing memorized before I present it anyway. So that's that's where some of the no practicing thing comes in too. Yeah, but I think if, if you look at any of the feedback as well, and why you know that that may have fueled something is you come up with this this authenticity, this this genuineness that yeah, this isn't some polished thing. This is. This is real life. This is how it works. This is what it does. It's not some sales pitch, let's say. Yeah. So, so yeah. again, I think I think that that's cool. Like I wore uh, this shirt. You can see what shirt I'm wearing. I wore this shirt. It's a metal band shirt. I wore it at the last or the SMX before. I wore it at E. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna wear a metal band shirt on stage. It's just gonna make me feel me. And it, I I see people like you know Greg Gifford who can you know tan it up and they can wear their star Wars shirts and everything. They can just be them on stage. And that, that's what yeah. kind of made me flip from i I'm going to dress up and be professional to, I just got to be me. Yes. And if you want to see what Joe is wearing, you can check out our YouTube channel or head over to marketingoclock.com and see, but I promise you he is working from home, but not in his PJs. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So just going back again, if you could give yourself a, uh, 
if you had a time machine, let's say, and you could go back 10 years from, from today, uh, what advice would you give yourself back then? Hmm. Um, that is a tough one. You know, I'm trying to think. God, I honestly had to do the math. You said 10 years ago? Uh, let's just say when you were uh, that DJ at the okay. station. The, um, I would see digital was around then, but I just didn't know about it. Like I'm, at that point, a radio DJ, I know for a fact I was still using like Internet Explorer browser. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and, and this is where it kind of bit me in the ass a little bit, and I'll be honest. Um, at that time when I was a DJ, I was still obviously in college, and but I was doing what I wanted to do for a living in college. So I kind of didn't give a crap about anything else. <laughs> I was like, I don't, why do I need to try in school? Because I, I'm already doing my job. I'm already doing my career. And that, again, that, that bit me in the ass a little bit. And that's just a, to me, it's just a dumb way of thinking where, um, but I wish I would have taken more either like try to double major or stick around and get an MBA or just do something that's related to marketing or advertising. Uh, you know, just that additional education, I could have used my time a lot better back then than I did. Okay. And then, so you, you phrased it this way. So I'm going to ask another question then. So when you first had your first foray and let's say it's on the digital marketing side at that agency, um, was there any advice today that you would go back and give yourself knowing, you know, in your words, you bounced around a little bit. Um, what would you tell again, that Joe, if you could go talk to him today? Uh, definitely seek out more training. Uh, I, I think that the, you learn, I learned from the people who were at that agency for sure, but the best, it wasn't until I left that agency, went to a second one, that second agency was the first state agency or workplace to send me to a conference. It was one of the hero cons in Austin. That was like 2013. Um, and then that's when I saw speakers and other people in my industry. I just started to do the PPC chat thing by that point. Um, and just learning from other people and hearing all these different perspectives, I learned way more from those two days at a conference than I did any other like training I had the year plus before that. Um, so that, that was the one thing I would do if anyone's new to the industry or students who want to get into this industry, you know, be on Twitter, read the blogs every single day, but find other people doing what, what you want to do or doing what you're doing, you know, and, and doing the network thing. And that's, that was tough for me. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not an extroverted person at all at that first hero conference. I literally sat by myself, ate by myself. I didn't go to networking events. I just went to fun other fun stuff about myself instead but i could have had and then i had to wait a year until meeting some of these people in real life again where i could have had another year of meeting my friends earlier and a lot of these people who are in these in this industry now and people i've met because of pbc and conferences and everything else and just twitter or whatever they are like legitimately some of my best friends in real life um so it's just get out there and soak up as much information as you can don't wait for it to come to you Awesome. Um, and then, you know, re reflecting back, what would you say is your biggest mistake in your digital marketing career? What's the biggest mistake that you've made? So hopefully, hopefully others won't make that same mistake. Yeah, it just getting complacent and not 
testing enough. Um, assuming a, a campaign, something is, well, this is the way it's always worked, um, and just leaving it there, letting it run. Uh, some, sometimes you are going to be in that scenario where not doing anything is is going to work, but never having that mindset. And I did this early on too, and you know, before you learn the lesson the hard way and it fails, of you know, not even trying to make a campaign better. Because uh, you know, when I started, the competition on a lot of these channels wasn't there. You know, so instead of embracing new features and testing these out earlier on, so you can get an understanding of how they work within all these tools, um, that can hurt you. Because as competition comes up, other channel or other companies or other competitors are, they might be using these new tools or new features, new releases first. Um, so just one, making sure you're on top of anything and just embracing the change. You know, that that was. I can adapt to it pretty well, but there's certain ones where you're like, no, that, that can't work. There's no way that can work. But then you find out that it works really well. Um, I, my, my biggest example is the new Google interface. Um, I, I will admit it. I was on Twitter complaining like everyone else was and constantly complaining. But there's definitely a lot of things I would still like to change about it. But just sitting around and, and complaining about it still to this day, and it's almost been, you know, like we're getting close to a year now. Um, it's not... It's not going to do anything. So just suck it up, deal with it, learn it, and figure out how to use it better, faster than everyone else. Absolutely. All right. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. Uh, okay. You already talked about some of the good things and the best things about working in an agency where you said the people and learning from others. So what is the most challenging thing working in an agency, working technically for other clients? Yeah. yeah sometimes you're not able to do everything that you want to do. Um, sometimes if you want to get new assets for display ads and you know like, hey, we can do a great job with it. Let's do it now. I said, I'm, I push everyone at, at least testing out YouTube. It's Sometimes it's just getting those assets. Um, and then sometimes like you'll have a client or your client contact is totally down. And, you know, they'll embrace it. They want to do it. It's just, but then they have to take it two three four levels up to get that approval and then it's got to come back down so like it's sometimes you could just be really slow implementing what you want to do and you can get there eventually it's just that that waiting period and you know we're we're all competitive you know a lot of the people at clicks like we're we're, we're proud of what we do um and we want to do it now so <laughs> it's that waiting part that we, we don't want to do because we know we can make an impact right away absolutely and i feel your pain um, all right. So you now are officially working from home, as you mentioned it. And one of the mm -hmm. best things that you had said, again, you already covered the best part. So we're going to get to the worst part here. The best part you had mentioned was being around your kids and having that, you know, reinvigoration. So what is the most challenging part of working at home in the digital marketing space? Yeah, it's some people just might get lonely. You know, it, it, some people need that that interaction. Um, I I necessarily don't. Um and it's, you know, that's the part of if you need that social interaction engagement, then go work from a coffee shop. Make sure you take your lunch breaks or you get out and walk around. I, I don't really have that, like, loneliness feeling here at Clicks. We do a few things. One, we're on Skype all the time. So, I mean, we have our own threads between that we can, you know, tell our jokes and interact. And every other week, too, we do, like, a Skype happy hour where everyone comes on so we can actually know our, our team members. And there actually cool. is... You know, team camaraderie that is built. Um, so, I mean, that has definitely helped from our end. It's just you know, making sure that we, we actually get to know who our coworkers are because 
pretty much almost every account that we have at Clicks, there's at least two people on it. So it's one. It's another thing to interact with your coworkers just via email and Skype, but actually see a face and interact and understand their sense of humor, and um, that that has actually you know really helped really helped it all to me. So I, the transition's been smooth for the most part, but it might not be for everybody. Yeah, and and does Twitter play a role for you in feeling a little more connected, or, or is Skype kind of the main outlet you get? Uh, Skype Skype is big for sure. Um, Twitter, I, I'm I'm still on more for me catching up and reading news, and I'm not as I'm not as I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I, I will totally admit that. Um, but yeah, if I, if I always have that window up and open. It's just my okay. eye my eyes aren't on it as much as they used to be. Yeah, I always see you uh, poking fun at people every now and then. That's um, what I use And having for. a good time. Yeah, <laughs> having a good time. That's what it's for. <laughs> All right. My friends Is, typically know, like, if, if I'm on, a, like, uh, some sort of Skype call with you or anything, I'm usually taking screen grabs and see how I can use that later on Twitter. But <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. And then is there a book or a blog post or a website that's had the biggest impact on you in your career? Uh, there's just been... A lot. I mean, every day I'm checking the official blogs for all the channels. Um, every day I'm checking uh, I, I, the search engine lands, the PBC heroes. Um, th- those have been the main ones. I th- probably, you know, early on for sure, PBC hero, because that was the one thing I was looking at that was strictly dedicated to just my industry and, and what I'm doing. Um, so those have been, you know, the, the typical big ones as well. But then I also follow a lot of just individual users and i think that's where uh twitter has has definitely helped us keeping up with it because whether people use twitter not for personal ones for our industry and the digital industry a lot of people still use it and share a ton of great information so um any anyone that's been part of the ppc chat community when i first started i still follow and whatever they write or do i try to check out as much as i can Awesome. And then i know you mentioned matt umbro earlier is there any person that's had a really significant any you know impact on your career yeah a, a lot of them it said matt umbro got me speaking uh i mentioned or writing writing he helped mm-hmm. me get writing uh kirk williams uh has definitely been an encouragement for me early on and still to this day we talk a lot um so he helped me get into a few of the conferences we talked about confluence uh, as well so he put in a good word for me that helped me get there uh, i mean at my first confluence one i i got amazing advice from Greg Gifford on just how to be relaxed. Zef Snap. Uh, Damon Gochner was there. Uh, some of these guys are on the SEO side, if you're not familiar with the SEO world. Um, they were just there giving good confidence. Also at that first one, I got awesome tips on how to speak and write from Larry Kim. Uh, Steve Hammer gave me you know, pitch advice and writing tips as well. Um, it's just that that snowball thing of everyone just trying to share their knowledge and no one's really holding anything for themselves. Uh, a lot of those a lot of things have just snowballed exactly to where I am. And now I, I've made and met good friends from you know, J.D. Prater is one of my good friends. If everyone sees me on Twitter and knowing my coworker now and how much I rip on her in presentations and Twitter <laughs> and everything, Michelle Morgan has been a fantastic uh, friend and coworker and someone in the industry who I've trusted a lot and became pretty good friends with. Cool. And yeah, I, th- I think that's the big takeaway is, you know, going up to people at conferences, talking to people, you know, even if it's digitally, you know, th- that that to me is one of the, the strongest points of this industry is, you know, everybody's open, everybody's trying to help. And it's it's not, you know, people are taking 
different pieces of the pie. But to your point, it's it's like people are there's just more pie to get out there, and everybody's helping each other. So, yeah, awesome. And then last question here: In your opinion, what is the most important factor for having a successful digital marketing career? It it's a combination of staying on top of everything that is new and keeping on track with what is changing and then embracing those changes. So we have to know what's going on. And I mean, weekly at, to me at the very least, you need to just keep an eye on what's out there, just learning what other people are doing with the tools. You may be familiar with how to use Facebook ads, but maybe there's a tip out there that you've not known about, but another agency is doing and they're writing about it. Um, that has been the important part and it's, it can be tough, you know, one just due due to time and trying to convince a client like, Hey, this is a new feature. We're going to test it out. And, you know, sometimes a client's response is going to be, what's going to be the return on it? Like, it's like, well, I I can't tell you this is new. We're going to test it out. Um, so that embracing that change and not only you embracing it, but you doing your part on educating your clients or if you're in-house educating your bosses on why it's important, uh, that's always going to be a crucial part of our job. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. Awesome. All right. And then lastly, where can people find you if they're looking for more Joe Martinez? Yes. Um, Twitter would be the best. Uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm on Instagram more for just fun, personal one. But uh, Twitter, Milwaukee PPC. And then uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, too. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, very much for coming on Marketing O'Clock Off the Clock and sharing that amazing journey with us all. You can also find Joe, again, on clicksmarketing.com, at Milwaukee PPC on Twitter, and basically any marketing conference that you go to, at least digital marketing conference that you go to, you might (laughs) find him there. So thanks again, Joe, for sharing that story with us. And we will be back with another digital marketing journey in two weeks from now. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.